0: This is Mission Control Houston. Ignition sequence start. With the second pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Houston Rockets select Jalen Green. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep getting better every day. I'm going to keep perfecting my craft. And every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. Six, five, four, three, two, one.
1: What's up and welcome to another episode of Locked on Rockets, the best and only daily podcast covering your Houston Rockets. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and co-host of Locked on NBA. Thursdays, Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin and the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets. And joining us as he does each and every week from the Athletic Rockets beat writer Kelly Eco. What's up, Kelly? How you doing? What's going on, man?
0: Let's get to it. There's a lot of stuff going on, bro. So there,
1: There's <laughs> so much going on with this team, and we're going to dive into all that. We got KPJ questionable for the next game against OKC. We got Usman Garuba. We're going to spend a little bit of time talking about him in the third segment going down to the RGB vipers but kelly where i want to start before we get into a little bit of the lineup stuff because i feel like this is a good a good segue to get us in there you just had a piece come out with gibson piper better known as half court hoops on twitter kind of analyzing some of the x's and o's of what's going on with the rockets which first off i gotta say shout out to our guy Ali Bijani because I had him do an LOR film room on this show and then I said you know what Ali Khan get out of here I'm gonna go get Kelly Eco to hang out on the show with me then we got you said you know what Ali Khan I don't need your X's and O's analysis I'm gonna go get Gibson Piper to break some stuff down for me so I just I feel for our guy Ali Khan no no but 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 for real you had Gibson come on. Break down some stuff, uh, you know, about what's going on with the Rockets. Give us a glimpse I- into that piece, and a, you know, a, a couple of the tidbits that you learned because it was a great article. And if you haven't read it, you got to go check out Kelly's work at the Athletic. It's always phenomenal. So, Kelly, g- give the listeners a little glimpse into what you what you realized that's going on with the Rockets.
0: So, for a young basketball team trying to kind of learn the nuances of the NBA, the most important thing I think um, that they have to grasp is spacing. Steven Silas has talked a lot about their spacing not being good. At times, you're seeing players occupy the same positions. For a team that starts Daniel Tice and Jaylen Tate, the spacing already is going to be an issue. But when you have guys that are not in the right positions, it makes it even harder. A lot of that boils down to the lineup itself of starting Daniel Tice next to Wood. Obviously, because of Wood's defensive shortcomings right now, they want to have Tice as a defensive anchor. But you know, the spacing has been terrible. Like. Tice is gonna always going to cut to the rim as an instinct. He's a big man. He's going to always flow towards the rim. Wood, although he's a spacer, he still believes he can destroy smaller guys in the paint, the 15 and 18 mid-range area. And as such, he wants to be around the paint as well. When you have those two issues, you know, combined with the backcourt trying to learn how to play together, now you have problems. And you see what teams are playing. They're playing the zone against Rockets at times. When you have Tice, if you put Kedja Martin on the floor, if you put all three at once, now the spacing is awful. And then for a team trying to kind of learn that system, playing fast, it's a recipe for disaster. And that's kind of why the Rockets have – I think they're, they're dead last in the league right now in offensive rating um, because the cuts are not working, The, the, the you know even the high pick-and-rolls. They're always ending up with guys in the same area. So until they figure that out or until they switch the lineup, it's going to be a problem.
1: You know, uh, Kelly, how much of that do you think is just – I feel like some of it boils down to like team chemistry and, and like there's so many variables that play into it, right? There's team chemistry, there's scheme, there's just natural player instincts. And there's one guy that stands out above everybody else, to me at least, at the at still utilizing his spacing effectively, right? And even though he's not a shooter, is it's, it's got to be Jay Sean Tate to me, right? He's a guy that, even though he's, you know, a non shooter, quote unquote. He he cuts well. He knows when to cut. He makes smart reads offensively, and it seems like he's constantly in the right place at the right time. Is that what you're seeing as well?
0: Yeah, I think Tane has an understanding because he's played in this system, you know, a year ago, and he understands kind of where to be. You know, at times. The only problem with that is he's playing with other guys that also like to be in the post. They like to operate out of the post. Wood and, and Tyson, times. So until you teach those guys how to space and stay out of the way and let take kind of be the pseudo five, almost acting like a, a, a post playmaker at times, you're going to run into problems. So I think we, an easy way to fix that up is to because it's kind of hard to tell guys to get out the way because it it almost comes to a politics thing. But what is best served if he's not cutting down the lane at a high picker roll, he needs to space on the right near the corner. It's simple as that. Tice. He's not a great shooter, but he needs to stop cutting in from the short corner because the defense can easily just sag in or just help and not have him to. It's like playing four and five. Um, so if you want to have more sets with Tate, um, kind of having those decisions to make, that's fine. But you need to overemphasize guys getting the hell the It's as simple as that. <laughs>
1: See, and I feel like, you know, Stephen Silas has come under fire, you know, for the early part of the season, Or you know, Rockets fans certainly have put him in the hot seat. Don't know if he's actually in the hot seat with the organization. I, I don't think he is. I think that, you know, the organization firmly backs him. Um, but at this point. You know, how much of the struggles that this Rockets team has faced so far through the early part of the season do you attribute to less so the offensive schemes that they're running and more so the players getting acclimated to said schemes and not quite fully buying in, right? You're talking about, you know, Wood and Tice being, you know, effective floor spacers, but fighting against their natural instincts, right? That's some of the problems that we're seeing on the court is they're naturally, they want to do certain things, but they're having to play a different style than, than they're accustomed to in a way.
0: So if I was to place blame on Solace, I would place it on the fact of the staff trying to find their identity. And I told you before, when you have a veteran coaching staff or a coaching staff that has older players, there's tend to be differences identity. You know, you have guys that you want to win games with and you want, and you guys want to develop. The Rockets have not figured out what they want to do in terms of, are they going all on development or are they still trying to win games with the established Eric Gordon's, Daniel House, Daniel Titus's, the David Wabas of the world. Until they figure that out, you would have a lot of issues because now you you get, you get run into the problem of rotational minutes. How do you get guys accordingly? You know, people want to see Garuba on the floor. People want to see Shane Good on the floor. They want to see Christopher on the floor. They want to see Green on the floor. Um, when you have a staff that also wants to give minutes to DJ Augustine, David Wamba, you know, Daniel House, all those guys. Now it's, it's a difference of opinion. So, um, I wouldn't say, cause at some point, these guys, the Rockets are making the same mistakes over and over again, and you would think that they do it in practice. And Silas has talked about them going over stuff in the morning and then not carrying over it the the nighttime. And that's focus. That's not on the coaching staff. Like if someone's not focused you, you, as a coach, you can get them there, but there's a little gap that players have to take ownership on themselves and get themselves to that next level. Um, so You can put like i guess it would be if you put a percentage on size and stuff i guess would say maybe 40 or 50 maybe 55 just because he's the coach um but at the end of the day these guys have to take uh ownership of themselves and their own careers um they want to get to the next level they want to be in this league for a long time you have to show that you were able to grasp concepts you have to show that you're able to Applicate things you learn and practice in film sessions into the games and you can, you know, understand how to win games most importantly, because there are a lot of games that these guys have been in, they've looked competitive, some and some they haven't looked competitive at all. Um, So that's, it comes down to a lot of factors, but these guys got to shape up, seriously.
1: And one of those factors, too, is obviously the starting lineup, which Stephen Silas hinted at, that he might be making some changes. Now, uh, coming up, we're going to dive into a couple of those possible changes, and we're going to get there after a quick message from our friends over at Calm.com. Do you want to know what makes LeBron James King James? Sleep. That's right. Sleep is his superpower. Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation and has teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain so that you sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best, just like LeBron. For LeBron, sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. So, if you head over to calm.com slash locked on for a limited time, you'll get 40% off a calm premium subscription. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron and using calm and get a 40% discount on calm premium subscription at calm.com slash locked on NBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on That's calm.com slash locked on NBA. Another message from our friends over at Built Bar. Because look, we got Thanksgiving right around the corner, which means you got pie, you got turkey, you got stuffing, you got all, you know, all the different Thanksgiving. It's you know, it's gonna be a Thanksgiving feast, right? And I love Thanksgiving just as much as the next guy. All the good food, all the different treats, and, and so many, so much variety, right? But maybe you want a yummy dessert that's not just Absolutely slammed with calories and sugar, right? It's the perfect time for built bars. Built bar is the new holiday dessert. You can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. Every single built bar is low cal, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, right? Swap out some coconut cream pie with a coconut built bar. Maybe instead of going for the, uh, you know maybe instead of you know going for for raspberry pie get a raspberry built bar thrown in there right you could feel good about your dessert choice it's covered in 100% real chocolate I, I, look i've said it before i'll say it again these built bars they're basically protein bars that you know, are tastes like a candy bar. You can't go wrong with them. They got so many amazing flavors to choose from, and you can check them out. Just visit built.com and use promo code lock 15 to get 15% off your very next order of the best tasting protein bars. Again, that's promo code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. And continuing on here at locked on rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston rockets basketball. We appreciate you making locked on rockets. Your first listen of the day. As always, joined weekly by the athletic beat writer for the Houston Rockets, Kelly Eco. Now, Kelly, let's go down the... We're going to go down the line through, like, a handful of possible lineup changes that this Rockets team could could see. Now, obviously, there's some overlap, right? There could be more than one change, but we're going to go through... Let's just start with the likely one, the one that Rockets fans are kind of clamoring for, and that's the easy, clean switch of of Daniel Tice out, Alperin Shingun in. You know, this is to me, I feel like this is the most likely change that we see. Uh, you know, coming out of Steven Silas and co. Where do you stand on that lineup? Is that the lineup that, that you think we're going to see the, the change moving forward? Um, I think
0: so. Um, I and when you look at it, I remember when Tice was out in the beginning of that that long road trip and you saw Alpern Shangun in the lineup, the Rockets just looked that they, they just looked better. Um, everything flowed. Even, even, every, even if everything doesn't flow through Shengun, the fact that he's so experienced and is such an adept um, playmaker and has a high IQ, it makes everything easier for the young guys. He's still a 19-year-old, but he plays like someone who's been in the league for four or five years. He just understands angles, understands spacing, he understands you know how to get guys open and make reads and stuff like that. That kind of thing is valuable. Tyus is not that. Wood is not that at, at this point in his career. Um, so, and Wood likes playing with Shangun. like it, it helps him as well. So I think, um, I think the offense rating with uh Shang-Goon, I think it was like almost 12 points higher than with Tyson the floor, if not more. And that says a lot to, 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 someone that's still a rookie, you know, this guy's a rookie. Um, the spacing, you know, he's not that great for shooting himself, but the fact that he won't get in the way of, of a Wood or a Tate and can set those guys up as an additional playmaker, can also help Jalen Green and Gavin Porter Jr. whenever they're in a rut, is why a lot of fans want to see that guy play as many minutes as possible. The Rockets internally have expressed a, a incredible amount of optimism about this guy and what they think his career will pan out to be. They think he's legit, and if you think so, start him out, play him. This lineup's not working with Tyson. I'm sorry. Like I know you brought them in, you paid them all this money to be your defensive anchor, and the defense is is, is not great. It's, I mean, it's not bad. It's I think the what 16th. Yeah, but middle of the pack. The offense looks so bad, and it's like,
1: <laughs>
0: you're watching them play, and it's like, what did they do? In all these weeks and months of camp and all the stuff? it looks like they have no idea what they're doing at times. So, you know, with Shingon on the floor, they just look more competitive. They play faster. To look better, so if you're one in 12, something's not working, obviously. So you got to make a switch. And the easy switch is have Tice and go to the second unit, which what I thought he was going to do originally, and have Shang in the lineup. You know, with
1: this with this proposed switch, it's worth noting that you know, Steven Silas didn't make the adjustment. You know, we we, we heard from him post game, uh, you know. At, Before the Grizzlies game, you know, where they got then blown out by 40, basically, didn't want to make a snap adjustment on the second night of a back to back. And, you know, I gave credit to Steven Silas for not wanting to make, you know, a reactionary switch to the starting lineup, but headed into this game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. is questionable, so that could be a piece that's you know already missing out of what would be his de facto starting five, possibly. So we're kind of operating under the assumption of a healthy Rockets roster, you know, with all the all hands on deck, all guys readily available. What the new starting lineup moving forward may be, it might not happen this game, right? Because KPJ may or may not be available. That is, you know, still kind of TBD up in the air. But another switch here, Kelly, that you know Rockets fans would probably be a little bit heated about is the idea of moving Jalen Green to the bench in favor of starting Eric Gordon. And I think there's some serious pros and cons to this. Obviously, the gigantic con is Rockets fans would be pissed because they want to see as much Jalen Green as possible. If they could get Jalen Green playing 48 minutes a game, I feel like they would. That said, for Jalen Green's development, it might actually serve him to play against second units and to also space out his minutes and kind of stagger his minutes with Kevin Porter Jr. Because the on-off numbers for KPJ and Jalen Green are actually kind of stagger or actually kind of, you know, I don't want to say concerning right now because they're both still trying to, you know, develop, learn their games, you know, establish themselves. But they've played better when the other is off the court, which is kind of surprising to me.
0: Yeah, but also kind of, it makes kind of sense because, you know, Kevin is still learning how to be a point guard himself. Um, he's still struggling with, you know, picking his spots in terms of when to score, when to be aggressive, when to run a set for others, when when to get a set for Jalen especially. So, and you see, you kind of see Silas kind of doing that in the end of quarters. You'll have Jalen Green out there by himself with the second unit trying to get things going for his aggression and stuff like that. So bringing him off the bench would allow him to Although it might, the optics might be bad because he's your number two pick in a but think about it. Anthony Edwards didn't start every game last season for the Timberwolves and look at him now, you know, you, you allow a guy to ease his way into an NBA team, NBA rotation. You give him time, you give him time with the second unit and allow him to be uber aggressive. This only works if Jalen Green is extremely aggressive when it comes in the game, he can't be playing within the Florida game. You know, not wanting to step on top. You have to be aggressive and, and, they they, they feel off your energy, it's as simple as that. I, I think some of the thing is as a rookie, you don't wanna come in, you know, the whole NBA politics thing, you don't wanna come in and just like, this is my team. You know, you wanna kinda little, allow things to develop. And then I, I remember him immediately saying, everything's gonna happen naturally. It will, but you're gonna have to put your foot on the gas a little bit as well. So um, bringing in Gordon, it gives you, you know, a better floor spacer a much more, um, presence as a veteran. But then we go back to the hard entity thing, are they trying to win games or they trying to develop guys. So that it's, it's pros and cons with everything, but I do see the angle of bringing green off the bench in terms of the staggering and allowing Kevin to develop as well as a point guard and then allowing green to become more aggressive.
1: And I got one more for you, Kelly, and this was this is kind of my wild card one. And this is the one that I feel like it fits for a whole lot of reasons. It's the least likely one, I think, to happen. But that would be substituting out Daniel Tice and starting KJ Martin instead. So effectively shifting wood to the five spot, not running a a too big lineup to start the game at potentially cutting down on two big lineups just completely. But this to me would be a lineup that would allow the Rockets to really get out and run, play with a lot of pace, get in transition, do what they, I mean, they've preached this a lot. You, you hear about Steven Silas wanting to play with pace, wanting to get out in transition, get those easy buckets. And I feel like that is a lineup that is incredibly complimentary. It allows Wood to play to his strengths, have the mismatch advantage against opposing fives, really get out with speed. Jay Sean Tate, KJ Martin, guys that are killer in transition, let KPJ and Jalen Green really fly. That's the one that I think is absolutely least likely to see. But I'm still throwing it out there as a potential wild card possibility. What do you think about that switch up?
0: I think that's an extremely fun lineup. You know, you're just putting an an over amount of athleticism on the floor. Guys that have a lot of energy, um, we saw at times against. I think it was on the road trip. They just looked. They looked fun. They looked like they're getting on the floor. And they're they're causing havoc, and I, I know Steven Siles, You got to be had to be happy seeing that on the floor. Um, defensively, he's taking a lot of strides where you, you can actually trust him in some packages against some big, Like we saw during the summer league, they they kind of use him as that anchor, and he, his insane leap. Allows them to contest some of those shots that you wouldn't normally think a six, five guy is contesting. as serious as that. And for that reason alone, I think that would help Wood in terms of having someone there that if he misses the first one, you have kids that are kind of behind the cleanup. It's kind of weird for a six, five guy, but hey, um, you know. But I think at this point, a staff should try. And I talked to someone on the staff earlier, and they said they're trying different things, they're trying to be, get creative and see anything that works. Um, so I think you could see something along those lines or, or the Shangoon or something because they they're they looking for answers right now. They're a one in 12 organization. Um, something's not working. Oh, a lot of stuff's not working actually. So when you're at that point uh, in this early in the season, when you're kind of, your back's not to the wall, but it is like optics wise, because guys understand that this is gonna be a long rebuild. This is not gonna be a snap plan the, the Vegas over under was 25 and, f- and 25 and a half games. We were all crazy for even thinking that they would, you know, game 26. Um, but, you know, try something new. Like, it doesn't hurt to try. This is what the long guys want to see. I know the Rockets fans would go ballistic if they saw all the young guys playing, you know, at the same time. Like, I remember they, against the Lakers, the moment where they were all on the floor, it was all five of them. And it was like, this is what they want to see. And then, that's like thirty seconds. So, um, I think try Martin. Screw it. Why not? Like, there's nothing to lose. You're this is the rock. This is the this is the floor. This is going to be the lowest point of the season at any point. So, you can only get up from here. So, while you're here, just try different stuff and see what works.
1: Just start throwing stuff at the wall and see if something sticks. Because at this point, you know. Racking up 12 straight losses in a row, it's not great. Um, Anything would be better than what we're seeing at this point, honestly, when we're talking about what this team is putting out on the floor. But coming up, there's another guy that, you know, Rockets fans have been very hype about, and he hasn't gotten a whole lot of playing time. Usman Garuba getting sent down to the Rio Grande Valley Vipers to get some playing time down there. Should another Rocket be joining him? We're going to talk about that coming up after a quick message from our friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. BetOnline AG is back and better than ever. They've got a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all of your basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated website and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON. That's L O C K E D O N for a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. They got you for basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino game. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports bet online where the game starts and final segment here at locked on rockets your daily podcast home for everything houston rockets basketball we thank you for making locked on rockets your first listen of the day for your second listen go check out locked on fantasy basketball with host josh lloyd josh is phenomenal you got to check out his work over there if you care about fantasy hoops at all go check him out now kelly we got Usman Garuba going down to the RGV Vipers. It, it it seems like this is something we've talked about this before. That was probably kind of bound to happen with with Garuba, but and I want to get to another rocket here in a second. But what are what are some of your expectations for him? You know, joining the Vipers. He obviously wasn't getting a lot of burn, a lot of floor time with the Rockets. It was you know garbage time minutes sparingly here and there. So what are you looking to see out of him when he joins the Vipers?
0: I want to see how much attention he's given by coach Mahmood and the staff over there, given that they run an extremely similar system. And there's a reason why the Rockets don't even see you going down there as a demotion. They see it more as orientation, um, because they're allowed to learn the same things that the, that the big guys do up here in Houston and still get the benefit of, of minutes and playing time against, you know, even if if you want to call them semi pros, whatever, that's still NBA capable talent at the end of the day. Garuba is going to be able to develop offensively, first and foremost, He's going to be able to learn, you know, picking his spots, space and where to be, how to be a better shooter, hopefully. Because um, defensively, it's, it's all there. Like, there's no question about that. Um, just the problem is for a team that dead last in offensive rating, you're not that good of an offensive player right now, and it's not kind of helping matters. Um, so it's good to get down there, get some minutes, get some game time. I would say that. You shouldn't be the only one going down there, but only if, go back to identity. you if you're not gonna play DJ no more, then have Josh Christopher up there playing with the Rockets. If you're, if you're still going back and forth just send them down and just get the minutes, uh, it makes it easier for everybody involved to know that, to know their role. The worst thing in the worst to have a young guy sitting on the bench every night, just playing five, four or five minutes here. It's not way good for your development um have those guys play down with the G League? you know they can you can call them you can call them i saw the hornets just uh sent down book night and called him back up like it's not a bad thing you know Yeah, sometimes you, you can even send john green for a game like, it's not the craziest thing in the world to, to do stuff like that you know um now roxner don't get don't get on me for saying uh i'm not saying that i'm just saying from the standpoint of um no, 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 no. You're going to get, you're going to get
1: misaggregated right now. You're going to, uh, we're going to yeah, see somebody on Twitter well. is going to say at Kelly Eco yeah. said that Jalen Green should be in the G league right now. It's going to be awful. No,
0: I'm saying use it as a resource for Christopher, for Garuba. You know, that's why they're there. Um, use their Rio Grande Vipers as, as a team resource to get those guys better acclimated. So whenever they get in the games, they better understand spacing. they better understand concepts. They better understand uh, how to make reads and how to create for others. And be a better offensive team overall
1: you know, I'm really glad you bring up you know because that's the that's the guy that I was alluding to was you know, should Josh Christopher be joining Usman Garuba down in the g league? we kind of it was kind of coming into the season. It felt like it was almost a foregone conclusion that both of those guys would spend some time at the g league level. but as you as you mentioned, we've kind of seen Stephen Silas in the last handful of games go away from the DJ Augustine minutes in the rotation it seems like to you know some spot minutes for Josh Christopher but you know my 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 thing is is it more beneficial to Josh to get you know, eight to 12 spot minutes a night with the Rockets at the NBA level versus getting 30 plus minutes a night, you know, really, you know, ball in his hands, steering the steering the offense, essentially for the RGV Vipers. Very, you know, a lot to, you know, what we saw last season with KPJ when the Rockets sent KPJ down to the Vipers and he basically got those 30 plus minutes a night, you know, reps before joining the team. And I don't know which is more beneficial to him, right? Being around the team, being around established NBA talent, still getting that those reps, those experience, or going down to the G League and also building some chemistry with Usman Garuba, right?
0: Yeah. Um, for Josh, I think if the Rockets can hammer out, you know, rotation minutes and have him at maybe 16, 17, 15, that's that's great for him. Allow him to. Handle the second unit. Don't have him thinking that DJ's over his shoulder, you know, tapping him when to get in. Um, give him a, a clear and cut defined role. Um, he's still learning the position himself, but he has shown on his, in a his small time that he can handle himself on the floor. Um, and if you wanna isolate his decision making against everyone else's, this is a team full of rookies. Christopher can still get it and go. He makes things happen on the floor. I, I would have him you know, maybe on some weeks, if you know it's going to be a heavy schedule, you send them down, then that's fine. You call them back up. That's the whole thing about the J. You can send somebody down and call them back up. Um, I think for now, keep playing them more against the NBA guys. But as the season goes along, you can send them down uh, for like maybe three game stretch. If they if the Vipers play like, you know, two games and three nights, because then have them play 30, 30 minutes, bring them back up to Houston. Have them play 15, 18 minutes like just. Use that well, but, you know, I, he's good enough where he can play on the roster right now, but he's also young enough where he can develop, you know, with those guys as well.
1: You know, I, I'm glad you bring up the, you know, send him down, bring him back up because the, the unique thing about the Viper schedule, right, is, you know, they have some games where they're more spaced out. They have some games where they play a few, you know, in, in close succession. So you can strategically look at the calendar and be like, okay, we're going to send Josh down for this handful of games bring him back up after they're done. That way he does get those reps in because I do think, you know, playing time, whether it's at the G league level, NBA level, it's so important for these guys to get those reps in there. And for Josh specifically, he's shown some spurts. He's shown some capability, you know, some willingness to be able to you know have the ball in his hands. He's fearless when he's out there on the court, right? He doesn't, you know, he, he looks like a rookie in certain aspects, but he also looks like, you know, an uber confident rookie um out there being willing to do whatever, right? Give me the ball. Let me play off the ball, whatever. So, getting him those actual reps is going to be really important to his development, and I'm I'm interested to see what Usman Garuba does at the G League level. You, you said it. The defense is there. Um, he's got to work on the the offensive side of the game. It's really unpolished at this point. Uh, you know, hopefully that's something that he can work on uh, and you know get up to speed a little bit so that the Rockets can you know maybe bring him back up for some some burn for the second half of the season, depending on what's going on with their rotation. But Kelly, what do you got cooking up for us over at the Athletic headquarters? What's going on with the ecosystem?
0: Yeah, so I got some, I got part two of that conversation with uh, Coach Coach Piper coming out soon. I have. Um, Something just on the general wackiness of this whole 112 start. Um, just a lot of moving parts here, a lot of things to look at. Then, um, you know, I got some, some features coming up here and there. Just stay tuned. But right now, what you need to look out for is that part two with Coach Piper breaking down uh, some of the backcourt issues, which is kind of getting interesting.
1: I know, I know I'm looking forward to it. Part one was phenomenal. If you haven't checked out Kelly's work at The Athletic, you've got to go do that. Right. Put the link in the – it's always in the description. Go check out his work there. Now, Kelly, I know that you you and me, we've all got loaded schedules, but I know that your girl's been a little bit under the weather. I appreciate you taking the time to to still be here for our weekly sit-down. I hope she's feeling a little bit better. Uh, I know she was not not doing so great before yeah. we sat down to record this, but – Want to give her a little shout out there. Appreciate um, it, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah. Now now now, Kelly, as always, it's been a pleasure. Always, always, you know, I learned something talking rockets hoops with you. Hopefully our listeners learn something. Appreciate you taking the time, man. Hey, Amen. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. As always, appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you checking out the show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. That's Apple, Spotify, Google, the brand new Odyssey app, also available now on YouTube. Go hit subscribe at the brand new YouTube channel. We would sincerely appreciate it. That's going to do it for today's episode, though. As always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.